everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rantel. Hey, how's it going, guys? How is it going, Phil? What's it like on the outside? Oh, it's it's lonely out here. It's a time of year. We got baseball, we got college football, we got Post-season NFL. Baseball. Yeah, it's a sad time because everyone's watching those things, and I'm all alone. Is this? Is there a particular time of year when, as a sports outsider, you feel most isolated? Uh... Whenever the Olympics are going on, I feel like... Uh, Wait a minute. You're a sports outsider. You should right. love the Olympics. Yeah. Well, no, the Olympics I'll are watch not it, but I feel like everybody's, feel like everybody's watching it, and I, I will casually tune in, and everyone's talking about it. I feel left out. So like the World Series, I feel like I feel left out. NHL Finals. I have... So major, major... Anytime there's a major playoff... Except the Super Bowl, because it's just one game, so I can, I can eat KFC during that. Right, you got that <laughs> yeah. covered. Yeah, totally. Watch grease on the remote and the button. Yeah, ooh, I love that. And then you lick the remote later, and you remember that delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> well, today on the show we have very sports guest, a uniform designer. Yeah, yes. uh, Marion Saint Larue. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. maybe from Louisiana area, maybe from Cajun country. Could, Could be. be. Well, I guess we'll just have to see or when just, we bring them. Or in. just yeah. like straight French. But it's uh, because be. the, the Florida Gators released a new uniform they're going to be wearing this for their next game. It's going to be gator skin. and it's Like actual alligator skin? No, 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 no. Good. That Poachers. would be very expensive. Yeah. And rough. <laughs> you know, the, the poaching industry has been hit so hard, I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and it, it's been made fun of because it's kind of a dark green. It's not very appealing. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's getting, getting headlines. And apparently, uh, this was the designer of the Florida Gators gator themed uniform. Well, yeah. that's fun. I look forward to, to hearing from Marion St. Laurent. And we have a, a part two of the worst sports video games. Yeah, it's a wide, wide world weird sports part two. Goddamn right you do. I've been, boy, just on the edge of my seat all week. I can Not, tell you've got a butt groove that's kind of at yeah. your upper thigh that can only <laughs> yeah. happen when you're sitting on the edge of your Not, seat. I mean, it, it's been too much for me. Not knowing. <laughs> And news, news, news. But first... Politics and sports don't mix. Let's mix them. Politics and sports. Brought to you by Kool-Aid Mixers. Hey, you put the Kool-Aid powder inside of a lemonade? What? It's already a finished drink, but now it's extreme. Holy fuck, that sounds good. Right? <laughs> Kool-Aid nailed it. Oh, man. Nailed it, Kool-Aid. Yeah, lemonade mixers. Yeah. It's so <laughs> obvious. Right, it's like the strawberry lemonade fluid. NFL anthem controversy claims first job loss. Oh, oh hold on, I've got to, I've got to kneel while you talk about the. Fair the, enough. Yep. Subheadline: Not exactly how you think it'd go. Hmm. So okay, okay, so what what star player has been cut by his team because of his effort to express himself? Or yeah, you can kneel in the unemployment line, bucko. Or is it maybe is it is it is it a member of a coaching staff? Coach Chris Forster resigned as offensive line coach for the Dolphins this week. Oh, this comes very shortly after a video of him was posted online snorting cocaine and having Ooh. some fun with dirty talk. Uh-oh. Oh, in the team training facility. Right before a team meeting. Ooh. But let's be real. Getting high is the only way to get through that Monday meeting. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Who doesn't put a little cocaine in their coffee on Mondays? Yeah, Just right. Especially by. when the first thing they do is, <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything you did wrong on Sunday. Oh, yeah. coach is always <laughs> riding my ice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's why when I worked in an office, I usually put like just a lot of cocaine into the pot. Right. So we could all share it. 
Sure. You know, and when they find out, like, no, no, thank you, Joel, for sharing your cocaine with us. No, it was like, we're going to arrest whoever did this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Kajwana uh, Naish, who describes herself as a self-employed professional tease based out of Las Vegas. <laughs> cool. Posted uh, the video on Facebook and appears to be the original recipient of the video. Wow. Uh, she posted with it. I really don't do this often, but since it's NFL Sunday, let's talk about these coaches, folks. Introducing Christopher Forster, Miami Dolphins offensive line coach. Hey, honey, are you still high? Whoa. Uh, so we're going to earn that explicit label today. Oh, great. Because we have a transcript of the video. Thanks Ooh. thanks to Deadspin. Wait, wait. Yeah. Who, who lets a professional tease record them doing drugs? So he recorded the video. He did? And then sent it to her. What an idiot. Right. This guy deserves That's to get the go down. But we have the transcript. Self-destructive dummy. Thanks to Deadspin. Get all your sports videos mainstream sites won't even link to at Deadspin. <laughs> Deadspin. Other sites are going to refer to the video. Deadspin's going to have it. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Is, here we go. Hey, babe. Miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going into a meeting and doing this before I go? There's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. What do you think? Crazy? I know, babe. It's going to be a while before we can do this again because I know you're going to keep that baby. But I think whoa, about whoa, 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 how whoa. much <laughs> about <laughs> you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you, how hot we got together, how much fun it was. So much fun. A little bit before I go into my meeting. Inaudible. You think? I think not. I wish I was licking this off your pussy. Oh. Keep well, that, that baby? That's, it's sweet at the end. I <laughs> hope you keep that baby? No, no. He said, we th by the way, this is transcribed, and it does get a little fuzzy at that point, but it's, uh, I know it's going to be a while before we can do this again because I know you're going to keep that baby. Another source says, I... I hear you're going. I know you're gonna keep that baby. Yeah, it's close enough. So wait, she's she's pregnant. She's having well, a baby. We don't know. Does it, she it, found a baby. She's gonna keep it. Or I know you're gonna she, keep that, comma baby. baby. It might have been that ah, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does track though. If you're saying like we're not gonna be able to get high together because you're going to be pregnant, right? So why why did she post this? Well, great question, Jordan. I guess it has to, to do with kneeling. She seemed to hint at her motives with a later post. I have plenty of white friends, so I'm not making this a race issue. People are missing the point. My point is everyone has to be held accountable for their decisions. They roast players over anthems while the coaches be high as shit and probably can't sing along. Oh, no. It's because he was giving people grief. Uh, Coach Forrester's reaction to this was, Oh, so there's a message here. I thought you were just a crazy bitch ruining my marriage. Thanks for starting a conversation on inequality. Wait, marriage? Yeah, he's married. Dude, this guy's the most self-destructive idiot I've ever heard in my life. So honestly, th this, co there, this yeah. coach yeah. in particular has not done or said anything pertinent to kneeling. Okay. Himself. Okay. But he did send a video of him doing cocaine in the clubhouse to, to his mistress while to, dirty well, talking. Well, she's a professional tease. I don't know oh, if she's yeah. a mistress. That's fair. But then, uh, then it she does sound as though they've been intimate. Though. Yes. Then she going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> Usually, before you have sex with someone, you don't yeah. talk about elling somebody in the pee. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get the explicit label anyway. But then right. she went a little <laughs> further, and this is where like she makes some good points, but she's not exactly a thought leader. <laughs> <laughs> The white, yet. the white people mad at me like I force blow down the man's nose and like I recorded on the low. No, those are his habits. And he recorded himself and sent it to me professing his love. 
So quick to make excuses for him, but will roast a minority player over an anthem, dog fights, weed, domestic issues. But y'all keep saying, <laughs> all lives matter. Shut the fuck up. Wow. Yikes. I mean... Oh, stop it, you tease. <laughs> you professional tease. Yeah, if you're a professional tease, then you'd be like, oh, she's just teasing me. Oh, she's just teasing him and his wife. This is what yeah. she does all the time. There's, I mean... Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Who's gonna, who's gonna defend the coach here? Like... I mean, if everyone's like, how dare you do this? I'm just sort of like, how could he not know she was the sort of person who would do this? Can I take a crack at defending him? Okay. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the thing. He's he's, he's already resigned. It really works for everything. It works for everything. If you don't like it, fake news. Yeah. Uh, I think in her Facebook explanation, there was a real missed opportunity for like a pun between like he works in the lines. He was doing lines of cocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing offensive about this line is who's doing it. Yeah. Uh, He's now he resigned. Okay, so he's he's gone. And head coach Adam Gase likely uh, realized the extent of the problem that coach had when he was giving a quote in response to his resignation. Quote. Since I've been around him, he's always been a great guy who put his head down and worked. <laughs> he was here at four in the morning, worked as hard as he could for us. <laughs> whoa. That's the actual quote. That's, I got to think immediately <laughs> after saying it, I, I kind of hope he went, huh, what? Oh, well, okay. That makes, <laughs> yeah, well, that makes yeah, sense, yeah. yeah. He, it was like he was sleeping under his desk in yesterday's clothes. That's how hard he worked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he never went home. Yeah, people are people are talking like cocaine is is somewhat detrimental to performance when... You know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, he goes straight from the clubhouse to the brothel to the clubhouse to the brothel. <laughs> if you're if you're not sleeping, you might as well, you know, get a little yeah, bump. Get, get a little bump. Now, Sports Illustrated. Oh, I was gonna say real quick. So, uh, Gase uh, was learned of the video late Monday night when the general manager uh, called him, and Gase, head coach Gase, said, "I don't think I can say what my reaction was." However, club sources say his reaction was. Asshole snorted my coke. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. But now he's now he's resigned, and it's he's confirmed that he's in the video. But the legal department at Sports Illustrated says I jumped to conclusions because it has yet to be established the snorted substance is cocaine. <laughs> Another sure. drug such as Adderall pills broken up, which he may have a prescription for, and could just say he was using it inappropriately, or less plausibly at this point, a legal substance such as powdered lactose or vitamin B powder made to visually appear as cocaine. Yeah. Oh, like he was shooting a Hollywood movie instead of a movie with his phone. I like the idea that he was like, he's dirty talking. He's sending this snap to this girl, right? So he's trying to impress her, and he's just like, I really want to show her that I'm doing coke like that one time we did coke and fuck. So I guess I'll just snort this baking soda so she thinks I'm cool still. Right, because I've got to work today. I'm going right into a team meeting. Check that shit. Right. probably have a lot of like vitamin B supplements sitting around. Vitamin B's... Really important. Oh, sure. Uh, Natural energy. Yeah. So maybe maybe that, that was all it was. You know? And and maybe he was he was calling to mention to her like how much he really enjoyed like her symposium on nutritional supplements. It was cocaine. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. Western Michigan and University of Buffalo played the most entertaining college football game of the year. Yay! Go Broncos! The University of uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, gosh. Uh, Western Michigan University. Pretty brutal, Jordan. Broncos are coming off their best season in history. They went undefeated in the Mid-American Conference. That's the MAC. 
and finished 13-1, and one, their lone loss coming in the Cotton Bowl, a sentence I don't believe even as I'm speaking it. <laughs> mm. But in the MAC, all that glitters usually signs a big contract for an underperforming Big Ten team. Sure. So when Coach P.J. Fleck left the Broncos to take the head coaching job for the Minnesota Gophers, the city of Kalamazoo was so saddened, so, so saddened and depressed that for weeks, the town's name wasn't even remotely funny. <laughs> the City Hall switchboard operators hung up on prank callers instead of sharing a laugh and explaining that, yes, they're a real place. Area high school marching bands held massive bonfires for Glenn Miller arrangements. And local craft brews even joined the trend that shouldn't be a trend, sour beers, presumably crafted on their feelings. Oh, yeah. Incidentally, Kalamazoo, home to the finest beer in the entire world. Bell's Brewery. There you yep. go. Uh, and they did come out with a sour this year. I just, I don't, I don't like that trend. I don't, I don't get... Somebody, uh, the uh, the guy who runs the bar at my favorite bar was like really excited. And he's like, I got this keg of sour beer. He's like, it's like one of like five kegs in the entire city. And I was like, well, I have no choice but to try it now. Yeah. Sure enough, it was sour beer. And I right. fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'd almost rather drink Bell's pumpkin beer, but not quite. I remember the first time as a teen trying yeah. beer and thinking, you know, it'd be great. This was sour. Right. Yeah. Mm, then we'd have something. But not not like a refreshing sour. <laughs> like, like no, a I want it to taste flavor. like a beer Puckery. that went bad. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a like a like a like a rotten sour. Right. <laughs> Last Saturday, the two and two uh, Western Michigan Broncos went on the road against the University of Buffalo Bulls. The Broncos proceeded to play in seven overtimes Woo! and defeat Oof. Buffalo 71-68 to in what was the highest-scoring football game of all time, combined points. Also of note, Buffalo holds the record for most points scored in a loss. Okay, that's wow. not true, though. FBS, yes. Division oh, FBS, one. right. Because I was just thinking, though, I mean, the... the Largest winning margin of all time is larger than... Right, but one of those teams was a high school team. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it was... Uh, it was like Cumberland Preparatory. Yeah, it was like... Against uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. No, this... this but is, still, that's more points than this one, so... Whatever. This is... They, but they only <laughs> tied the record for the most overtimes. Seven. Really? The other seven overtime game... 25-22, North Texas beats Florida International. Lame. Oh my God. Comparably lame. Yeah. Florida International. They, they only managed to score, I mean, 25 and 22 points through seven overtimes overtime. is a pretty low number, let alone a regulation game preceding it. Was it scoreless? The best offense is a good defense, Joel. The game hey, no, I completely agree. This uh, <laughs> game featured 1,300 yards of total offense, two missed field goals that could have ended things, two quarterbacks catching touchdown passes, and a viral video moment. <laughs> Back in the first overtime, which occurred shortly after the celebrated IPO of Pets.com, Western Michigan tight end Donnie Ernsberger caught a touchdown to tie the game. However, his sister thought it was the game winner, not knowing the OT rules, <laughs> and rushed the field. She was in a Broncos jersey, so referees initially threw a penalty flag, assuming the diminutive celebrator was a second stringer on the MAC team. Sure. <laughs> After discovering they were, she was just a happy sister, the officials uh, picked up the flag and asked her to please find some other place to watch the remaining six overtimes. <laughs> That's nice and all, but this is a Saturday Night Mac game, so what they told her was basically impossible. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> they were forced to leave the stadium and had really no way to watch it, except maybe ESPN3 at a local bar if yeah, they had it. Yeah, No, I mean, NCIS reruns. <laughs> bumped, or the big uh, Saturday Night games. 
Yeah. Um, Coach Lester said around the third or fourth overtime, he had to start demanding his starters sit down between series rather than watch the excitement from their feet on the sidelines. <laughs> please, please sit down, guys. Yeah, your legs <laughs> are going to hurt. Uh, the players pounded Gatorade with added electrolytes to stay hydrated, and after a couple hours, those fluids had to go somewhere. Uh-oh. Lester said he and his staff coordinated bathroom breaks for his players. <laughs> This is far more advanced than the piss jug my college roommate and I had freshman year, which was also used during football games. Sure. <laughs> in uh, college football, after the second OT, you're required to start going for two-point conversions after mm. each touchdown. This sensible rule is put in place to bring a quick end of the game. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> so Coach Lester said, that's uh, the head coach of Western, he said uh, it was on these attempts that the tension peaked, obviously because the game was on the line, but also because they were out of plays. Western Michigan had practiced a pair of two-point plays during the week. Then they had to come up with a third one on the spot. They weren't prepared to go yeah. for two, three times. Yeah, but how um, hard is it to do a football play? You just hand it to someone, <laughs> they run. Like, what's the, what's the difficulty Well, here's here? the thing, Phil. It appeared Buffalo was running out of play calls, too. Coach Lester's not sure, but he has a pretty good guess after watching the Bulls use an almost identical two-point play conver- two-point conversion play on the very next possession. Wow. Let me try that again. He's... Basically, Buffalo ran the same damn play a couple plays later. Like, exactly. Sure. Uh, uh, why not? I mean, you've got the whole offensive playbook. Like, it's just like running a play from the three-yard line. Oh. Does it have to Tough be a guy here thinks play? he can coach in the MAC. Yeah. We got the next Daryl Hazel over here. Yeah, you got not the next even kidding. R- Ricky Pazowski. the right back team and a decent supporting staff. I might be able to go like 500 in the MAC. It's all going to be about your recruiting, honestly. Yeah. Right. It's all going to come down to the recruiting. Well, I think I'm exactly the sort of guy that's going to be able to sit down in those living rooms. and In the seventh overtime, mm-hmm. on his 37th carry of the game, when Western Michigan running back uh, Javarian Franklin ran to the end zone, he looked up at an offensive lineman and asked, Yo, is it over? <laughs> Not that many on the Western Michigan sideline had any clue how long they had been playing or even kept track of whether Buffalo had a chance for rebuttal in this round of OT. Sure. I hope, I hope the refs were keeping yeah, track. Yeah, they were. You uh, just got to keep playing as hard as he can. That's, what that's when you show, he scores and there's that guy in the sideline going like, see, what? And then it was oh, them and then them. God, why does I have to go back and forth like this? Uh, most uh, First-year head coach Tim Lester said, honestly – if I would have had to guess, how many overtimes did you play? I would have said five. <laughs> sure. This was pretty close. Pretty close. Solid guess. Solid guess. Most of the team didn't realize they played seven overtimes until they got back to the team bus and were shown a box score so large the team kicker joked that it resembled David Foster Wallace's infinite jest. Oh! Nailed it, kicker. Canyons of silence. Canyons <laughs> of uh, silence. Somebody's in a sophomore literature class that's really making him branch out. Joining us now on the podcast, uh, famed uniform desire, Marion St. LaRue. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Okay, so Louisiana. I appreciate yeah, it. Okay. You being, you inviting me to your Paul case. Well, you know, it's great that, you know, we watch sports all the time, and yeah. we don't think about the uniforms. No, but you're watching them uniforms all the time. All the time. You may not realize it, but you're watching the uniforms. That's right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we root for laundry. Yeah. Doesn't matter what players are wearing them. <laughs> yeah. We root for the uniform. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you're rooting for. And so it's great to you finally see talk someone, to someone with your team colors. And your team, your team mascot on it, and you go, boy, I want to, I want to root for that. 
Well, yeah. So, so interesting. You you have recently made waves with a decision you made for the the jerseys that Florida's going to be wearing. The Florida for, Gators. Yeah, for at least one game, they uh, actually have like a Gator skin pattern. Oh yeah. Them. It w- originally it was supposed to be Gator skin. Actual Gator skin. Actual yeah. Gator skin. Which is of course really expensive, and I think not technically too expensive, legal. and frankly very <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. So, but luckily they let me change it. But oh, I'm starting to get a lot of clout in this industry. Yeah, making moves like that. So you 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 were pushing for actual gator skin uniform. Yeah, and now that it was so successful, they're giving me a little bit more leeway with the other uniforms I'm coming oh, okay. up with. Oh, you got more more coming up. Oh yeah, I'm designing more. For example, I'm designing one for the Akron Zips. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. The Akron Zips. Yep. And I thought it would be fun. To make an entire uniform out of zippers. That sounds kind of dangerous, yeah. actually. A lot of lots of dangly tags. Yeah. Lots of metal with little teeth on them. Seems like a thing a place to get scraped or get poked. Yeah. Now, as long as they zipped up all the time, nobody's gonna get scraped or poked. What about the little tabs that hang on? Oh, them little tabs might scrape you a little bit. <laughs> it's football. You might get scraped a little bit. I guess you're right. It's it is football. Expected. When you're playing a sport like football, to get a little scratch. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting example. Sort of a throwback to your punk era, if you will, maybe. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of zippers was popular. There you go. Yeah. Sure. There you it's go. It's interesting. You know, it's cool to see new uniform designs. I know Oregon does so many different combinations every week. Oh, you know? yeah. And so it's interesting to see someone coming in and just so spicing would, it up more. What would your take be for the uh, to the Oregon Ducks? Uh, oh, the Oregon Ducks? Yeah, but they... Well, geez, you put me on the spot here, Joe. Well, yeah, but I mean, they, they have historically gone with a whole bunch of different, very flashy colors and changed them up frequently, especially for every big game they have. Well, if I had to have a pitch right off the head... Okay. I think that they should be wearing a blank jersey... Covered in pate. Uh, oh, like a duck liver pate. Like a yes. duck liver. Boy, that's that's very literal. That's very literal, but you know what? It makes people see it and they go, that's the insides of a duck. Okay. I mean, well, getting back to the expensive uniforms. Oh, yeah. Uh, a layer of pate. Look, you put me, you put me on <laughs> well, the sure, spot, that wasn't quite It so may what? not be a perfect concept. Also, it's going to be hard to tackle people if you're slipping. Well, maybe you put it inside a Ziploc bag and staple it to the shirt. I don't know. I don't have all the kinks worked out like, <laughs> like I did with the zips. Okay, okay so yeah. what are some other ones that you're know, actually all working on? Out with the zips. All right, the two-lane green wave. Oh, yeah. Okay. Two-lane yeah. green wave. What I'm going to do is take some swamp water. <laughs> now I'm going to dip all their shorts inside of it. Then they're huh. going to wear that during the game. Dripping wet. And if they start drying out, I'll walk by and spritz them with more green water. <laughs> so the, the goal would be the players stay wet? Oh, yeah. stay, they stay wet with some of that grease of green water. What? I mean... Because uh, I mean, it's the green wave. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand the what... What's even going on with the uniforms, though? No, the uniforms are pretty... They're dripping wet. They're dripping well, wet. Well, yeah, no, they're dripping wet, but, like, what color are oh, they? Oh, of like, course they'd be green, because that would accentuate the greenness of the water. Okay. Green just, jerseys. Just uniforms soaking wet with swamp water. water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, what, what else you got? All right, well, the Toledo Rockets. Okay. They're a team. Yep, yeah, they're a yeah. MAC team. So what I was thinking, you know, have you ever seen one of them kindergarten plays mm-hmm. where kids make 
like they they need to play a wedge of cheese and they take a box and they draw on the outside of it to make a cheese like. Okay. Perhaps the Swiss has got little circles in it for the holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Toledo Rockets are going to put boxes over them and paint it like little rocket ships. <laughs> Maybe they wear an astronaut helmet instead of a football helmet. Uh-huh. Which is actually better because it doesn't have balls in the way, which make it very hard to see. It does have like a, a glass... Face panel that could be kind of Oh, dangerous. it would be very sturdy. Do you think maybe that... Like an astronaut. Wearing rocket-shaped boxes might impede the movement oh, of the Oh, I would make them the very stretchy. <laughs> stretchy boxes. They'd be very stretchy boxes. <laughs> no, I see, I thought the same thing at first. All right? At first, I thought the same thing. And then I thought, hey, you gotta make them stretchy like spandex boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can picture it because I've seen a lot of kindergarten plays about like the space program. So all of the kindergarten plays I've seen have been about cheese. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, give us another one. I got another one. <laughs> yes, Marion. The Idaho Vandals. Oh, oh okay. this would be interesting. The Idaho Vandals all dress up like that mid '90s punk rock band, the Vandals. <laughs> they got mohawks and leather jackets. They got safety pins in their leather jackets. Well, it's interesting that you say safety because, I mean, if they're not wearing pads. Oh, they have pads under them, Joel. Pads under their leather jackets? Of course they would. That's how football. What do you think that they What pads under your jersey? Yeah, you don't wear pads you, over your jersey. But a leather jersey. jacket is not a jersey. You'd need, like, enormous leather jackets. It would be a very stretchy leather jacket, Joel. <laughs> Very stretchy. You're really okay. discounting the advances in Lycra over the past few uh, years. Yeah. Sure. Well, it wouldn't be leather then, in which case it wouldn't be a leather jacket. But leather oh yeah, Lycra. the the Michigan State Spartans. Oh, oh, my favorite team. Yeah, the Michigan State Spartans. What we would do is exhume the corpses of a bunch <laughs> of Spartan warriors, <laughs> rip off their skin, and make jackets and jerseys and pants out of it. I don't know how much skin is yeah, going to be gonna left. Stop you given right there. there might be some. They might have, the some of them might have been Sparta in really a cool temperature. It's been thousands. Well, of whatever years. we can find, we might have to Jurassic Park Dino DNA it a little bit and clone <laughs> some of them so that we can grow new skin. Okay, that's a noble, but when they do, the then they well, imagine how intimidating it would be going down the field with somebody that looked like a crazed cult of cannibals. If I if sure. I was running against someone who was wearing another man's skin, I would be terrified. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you get a lot of forfeits. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. The West Virginia Mountaineers. Okay, all right. Yeah. They would just have to grow big beards, and then they can wear whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, they'd know each other from each other because they'd see that big bush of beard sticking out of the bottom of their helmets. I have I have no problem with any of that one. Yeah, just big bush of beards. I'm glad you don't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was exquisite, Marion. I, I hope that you get that contract. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do one last one. Because, frankly, one. I could be talking about this all the live long day if you keep me going. Yeah. All right, the very last one. Is the Old Dominion Monarchs. Yeah. The Old no. Dominion Monarchs. Old Dominion Monarchs. Yeah. So what they're going to do. A couple of ways he can go with this one, Jordan. Let's yeah. see which one it is. What they're going to do is wear purple jerseys because it's a, a royal color. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe gold helmets. 
That's what they. That's what like, they're like crowns. Them. Yeah, and like crowns. Notre Dame. Seems very but reasonable. Like it seems a little yeah. more. It seems a little more like straightforward. A little more down the middle. Oh yeah. Than your previous pitches. So that's what the quarterback would be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> then all the receivers would dress like beautiful queens with long flowing <laughs> hair and beautiful tiaras. And the front line would be peasants, and they'd all have chains over their arms, and they'd be begging their king to get the ball. But they're not going to get the ball because they're front linemen. The person who's going to get the ball is the jester, who's going to have jingle jangles on his helmet and jingle jangles on all his fingers and toes, and they're going to run down the field all bow-legged like giggling. No, I really thought he was going to go with giant butterfly wings on everybody, but, uh, but this is way better. Thank you for your time today. Of course, I'm a genius. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, part two of the worst sports video games ever. Yeah. This is according to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked that question, but I knew because it was a part two. Yep. Like all great countdown lists, we're counting up to 14. <laughs> we're now on number eight, Double Dribble. I played this one a lot as a kid, so I'm a little offended. But Double Dribble, it's pretty difficult to mess up a basketball video game unless the concept is just completely ridiculous. And while Double Dribble was innovative for its time, it gets a mention here because it was actually just too easy. Oh, was it? Well, that, I didn't feel I that mean, way if, when I was if, a kid. Well, yeah, I would assume not, Phil, but... Yeah. Yeah. With a few hot spots on the court for gamers to shoot from, it got boring very quickly. I think I probably played this game for like 100 hours when I was a kid. Oh, wow. I think it was boring. There were a few flaws that made Double Dribble pretty frustrating, too. Now, come on. How can it be both too easy and frustrating? Yeah. yeah. This guy's a jerk. <laughs> All right. Number nine out of 14, Mega Man Soccer. What? I know, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Did not know this existed. Yeah. I never quite understood the love for Mega Man. Uh, Jerry, we got like eight Mega Mans, but we need one more for the sports fans. <laughs> oh, I don't need those either. Some people just don't know when to stop, do they? That was actually written. That wasn't directed towards you. <laughs> With the success of the Mega Man video game series, developers thought kids would eat up the chance to play as the characters in a sports-themed game. And what better sport than soccer? Question mark. Mm. Giving I mean, each most of them really. Yeah, really. Giving each character from the previous game a special shot that would disable any other player who touched the ball. Mega Man Soccer was about as entertaining as staring at a blank wall for an entire night. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, I mean, the first couple hours are boring, but you settle into it. I just know? love that his the way that he proved that is by saying that each character from previous games gets a special shot. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I got to play as Leaf Man and have a special, like, Leaf Shield shot. There's a Leaf Man? Uh, yeah, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 out of 14, Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. Oh, I, I knew a lot of people who really liked this. I, I did, too. I feel like I remember. Did we, have we done this before, I wonder? I think Could we be. did this one. Yeah. I think we did this as a standalone. But to help you remember, with all due respect to the Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Lambeer... The video game that bears his name, Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball, doesn't exactly embody the former Detroit Pistons star toughness, though it certainly tried to. Bill Lambeer's in the Hall of Fame? I didn't know that. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Thanks to his bad boy image, producers wanted the game to ask as a WWE-like hoops game, 
with players focusing more on hitting each other than putting the ball through the bucket. Yeah. yeah. Good aim. Good aim. Right? Yeah. I right. mean, all of this tracks. Like, sure. I mean, if you were like, hey, we want a Bill Ambeer focused game, I'd be like, well, obviously, it'd be a lot of fighting. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. It wasn't fun or realistic, which gives combat basketball a double technical foul. Ugh. This is a really bad writer. Yeah, he should be on the worst video sports video games. If we games keep this up, as... we'll probably be able to make our top ten worst sports listicles. What would be funny is if number one on the worst sports video games ever was this list <laughs> for being so bad. Uh, number 11 out of 14, super high impact. Boy, that could be anything. Yeah, hoping that gamers would love to play an arcade game like football game, which included ridiculous plays and bone-crushing hits. The game Super High Impact was released for fans to enjoy. A cheaper version of the whole NFL Blitz idea before that game was ever produced, Super High Impact was basically an all-out brawl between the players on the field, which used a hit-o-meter to rate defensive tackles. Oh, that that sounds awesome. It sounds pretty great, right? Uh, Unlicensed by the NFL, the game was nothing but a joke for those who ever played it. The picture looks pretty great though i'll have to show you i mean it's ideas. tough when the team doesn't because there's always that team named like the los angeles lizards and that just takes you out of it right yeah that's always you a know bummer. the licensing it's totally not believable there'd be one nfl team in los angeles <laughs> right exactly zero or two right yeah. like P- yeah. number 12 of 14 jerry glanville's pigskin foot brawl <laughs> just sounds terrible yeah that name makes it who's uh, jerry glanville uh Uh, let's find out (laughs) Uh, football is often referred to as a gladiator like sport and few developers took it to that level when they released jerry glanville's football or pigskin foot brawl back in 1992 oh is jerry glanville one of the uh the developers he must be because i just can't be that doesn't usually you don't usually name the video game after the developer yeah he was very proud of his product if it was a coach we would know it yeah yeah right yeah i mean it sounds vaguely familiar i think i think it's a coach with the litter, a field littered with different os- obstacles like pits, bushes, and logs, gamers controlled one player on a five-person team in hopes of scoring a touchdown. Set in 621 AD, Jerry Glanville's pigskin football actually acted as more of a history lesson for what not to do when making a sports oh. video game because it was bad. That's the sentence construction he went for there. Yeah, uh, Jerry Glanville must have been a famous 7th century football coach. Ah, that makes sense. Coached the Oilers and the Falcons. All right, go Jerry Glanville. Okay, cool. Number 13 of 14, Kurt Warner's Arena Football Unleashed. Whoa, that's impossible. Arena football's already football unleashed. But this I, one, I don't know. I think I think the reality is that if they truly unleashed arena football, we wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. <laughs> Most of us are probably well aware that former NFL quarterback Kurt Warner got his start at the in the pro game by making a name for himself in the Arena Football League. Going on to big things by winning a Super Bowl and a few league MVP awards, Warner saw an opportunity to promote the Arena League by releasing this game, Kurt Warner's Arena Football Unleashed, which was about as poor as it sounds. Sounds pretty okay. great. Yeah. Looked at as a weaker version of the beloved Blitz series, the game did capture one aspect of the AFL. It was truly fit for the minor leagues. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say, though, I think most football games in the hands of people playing them turn into arena football. Right. Yes. Like... 
With the exception of like me, nobody's running like a ball control run first offense when they're playing. Madden. I had a friend who would just take like the punt returner, the wide receiver, and put him at quarterback and run him all the time. That's yeah. smart. That's play, smart. The PlayStation offense. Yep. The way to do it. Number one was a game I played a lot. It was for the Super Nintendo. I disagree that it's a sports game. Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. What? Yeah. Oh, this is the one where like he fights gangsters. Uh, yeah. Although Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, rarely makes any poor decisions when it comes to using his name on products. I think sarcasm there. Putting it on chaos in the Windy City was definitely an airball. Jordan may have made it rain with his Jordan versus Bird classic, but with his character fighting crime in the city by tossing basketballs as a superpower, his follow-up was miserable. As a huge fan of MJ's while he was playing, this game made me like him just a little bit less. For being such a letdown. Yeah, I gotta say, though, I mean, uh, it's a significantly and just sort of superior game to uh, LeBron James' Chaos in Cleveland. And that brings an end to another wide world of Weird Sports! I can't believe you took this time off that that joke. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close on the Sports 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Marion St. LaRue. To give you our contact information. All right, thank you for helping me here. You're welcome. All right, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Well, you there, make sure to take a picture of yourself uh, using your face uh, cut through a hole in a book. That's your Facebook avatar uniform. You can find us on Twitter. By going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And let me tell you, when you dare, make sure to dress up like a little birdie. <laughs> or you can find all of our episodes in SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash Sports number three podcast. Make sure to have yourself a listen, but don't forget about the visual aspects. Stare at a picture of Joel's naked body while you're listening. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Is there really a naked picture of me in the SoundCloud site? Yeah. Uh, we use it a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like the, like the, you know, like the avatar. It's an avatar. We use it to scare off crows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, light, lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.